Hey friends, we're so glad you're here and have tuned into So What Makes You Come Alive podcast. We're your hosts, Gabe the Girl and Michaela McGee, and we're here to explore what it would look like to take ownership of and change the narratives of our lives to live a life fully alive. Hey everybody, welcome back to another week of So What Lights You Up. We're so excited to have the opportunity to talk to Michaela today. Yeah, um, about what things light her up and makes her come fully alive. Um, mm-hmm. So, Michaela, first question for you: What makes you come fully alive? What lights you up? Yes, you know we were actually just talking right before this. Like, this is—I love these questions that we get to ask people, but it's also like a little bit like, whoa! I I don't know. I really have to think about these things. So I've been thinking about it obviously, um, since we created this podcast and we've been talking about it for months now. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really fun to think about the spectrum of things that make me come alive. Like it's something as small as taking my dogs for a walk and watching their booties wag, their tails wag. Like it brings me so much joy to see them full of joy. But then also what lights me up is traveling and exploring and learning from other people about the way that they do life. Like I love, I love learning other languages because I feel like I get to connect with other people on a heart level, on a much more meaningful level than like this broken, whatever jumbled language, but like their appreciation for me taking that extra little step, like the joy in their faces when they see, oh my gosh, somebody took the time to learn how to say, hello, how are you? (laughs) Like it's, it's, it's these tiny little things that really do it's I, now I'm just thinking about Marie Kondo. Like it, it sparks joy for me, you know, mm, it's like, yeah. what tiny little things can I have in my life that really, really light me up that make me feel fully alive. And I'm finding more and more that it's joy. It's like, where can I find more joy in my life? What's going to enhance this moment's experience. Usually it's just like finding something to bring a smile to my face you know, or a laugh or whatever. Like I, I love singing. And I know that we talked about this with you last week, like your background in theater and arts and all that stuff. Like Mm. I'm not by any means an actor at all, but I have so much fun doing that kind of stuff, like in a small group of friends, you know, like it's, it's just fun peeling back all those layers and kind of being a kid. Like there's no, inhibitions anymore it's just it's me in my fullness having fun finding moments of joy (laughs) like laughing at the silly things because why not right yeah I love that that like you just saying like looking and finding joy that Mm. it's like a foundational thing that like that for you as you know that that makes you come alive and lights you up yeah can flex and change depending on the season and I'm sure that like you found things that brought you joy and lit you up in your time of singleness and then your time Mm -hmm. of dating and then being married and you know not having you know fur babies like all (laughs) different things all different things of joy like it's so easy to Mm -hmm. find those things it really is when we look for it And I think that it can also be hard. I know that we'll get to the challenges later, but like Mm -hmm. it can be hard to just get consumed with whatever's in your face, but choosing that joy, choosing to 
look for that joy. Yeah, that lights me up. Mm -hmm. It's so like it's it's just so much more fun this way. And life can be fun. Life life is as fun as we let it be. And I want to live a fun, joyful, love-filled, peaceful life. All of those things to me really truly make me feel fully alive because I firmly believe that at our core, in our essence, our our purest form is love and joy and peace. And so when I can experience that in this outward world, in this world that we're living in, then yeah, that's going to make me feel fully alive. Like I have goosebumps just thinking about it and fire like burning within me that is like, yes, that is, I'm so lit up just thinking about it and thinking about other people getting to experience that too. Like it's not just me, I'm living in la-la land over in Michaela's world or something, but I, you know, if, if I see somebody else living a life that is clearly lit up, I'm totally drawn to that person. I want to be around people like that who are doing something that they're so passionate about. They're living in a very alive way. Like, I don't really know how else to put it, but it's, they're not robots. They're not just going through the motions, but we're all here to experience life to its fullest. And so why not? And what is that fullness? For me, it is Mm -hmm. joy and love and laughter and peace Mm -hmm. and all the great, amazing things. Deep meaning, deep connection to purpose. And, you know, that being Mm -hmm. a driving force in how you approach your life, how you approach relationships, how you approach your your work or, you know, whatever you are investing your time in. Um, Yeah. I, I had a thought. It's just escaped me for the moment. Oh, I was going to say, you talked about the fur babies, you know, like you mm-hmm. walk your dogs, you find joy in that. <laughs> what are a couple other specific things that you find like really light you up and make you feel fully alive right now? Yeah. So I feel like having conversations like this where it's, it's finding, it's, I guess asking people like, who are you and what are you here for? I love, I mean, those are like big fat questions, but I love having those open-ended conversations with people and just seeing kind of where their brain or heart takes them in the midst of that conversation. It really lights me up to see when other people are kind of like breaking free from the, the day-to-day, the, the, what is the mundane, I guess, like breaking free from this, like robotic programming of like, okay, wait, so I, I finished 12th grade and now I must go to college and then I must get a job and then I must get married and then I must have children and whatever, whatever. And like, I think that more people these days realize like you really don't have to follow that programming, but Mm -hmm. when people have that moment of realization that like, oh my gosh, okay. So I went to college for this one particular thing because I felt like I needed to do that, but holy moly, this world is just opened up. Like being in your twenties can be really overwhelming because there are so many options and you have your whole life ahead of you. And when people go through that experience, like getting to be part of that with them, having these conversations, having them realize like, oh my gosh, I can do anything. Okay. Yeah. So what do yeah. you want to do? 
like, yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's so exciting. Yeah. It's and amazing. for those of you who are just tuning in, like, and you don't know kind of a little bit of our history, like that was what mm-hmm. Michaela was to me. Like I <laughs> arrived in Southern Spain. I'm just like thinking back on some of our conversations over coffee, right? you know, sitting at La Casita, a little coffee uh-huh. shop, you know, like, or La like, casita. you know, other places over churros, mm-hmm. con chocolate, just mm-hmm. talking about like, you know, like, what do you want? in life and I was like wait I'm allowed to have like desires right. and like and like needs like there's those oh, those are man. things like at least for my personality <laughs> and growing up the way I did like it was always mm-hmm. about other people right and so yep. you know what you're talking about right here like I mean I was yeah. a part of that like you know <laughs> <I love laughs> like it. I'm like yeah yeah, yeah exactly and like here we are <laughs> and, it, and it gets to be mutual too I think that's the cool part and you were talking yeah. about this last week about like this fire just spreads. Like when you are living a life that is lit up, you are drawn to people who are also living that way. And you're drawing yeah. other people who desire something. They can see something different about you. And so they're drawn to you. And that, even if it's like a tiny little spark that goes from you to that person, it still creates this massive ripple effect. You guys, I have goosebumps. Just like thinking about how this gets to be, right? Like we we're choosing a life that is fully alive and in doing so it's going to it's it's just going to wake everybody up like everybody's going to start living a life that's lit up when you choose that for yourself because it's inevitable like these sparks will spread and it's just going to be this massive beautiful wildfire yeah and what do they say like you know you are the sum of your the five closest people you spend time mm. with or like you're investing time with. Um, and I know that, yeah, like you, I gravitate towards those people too. Um, you know, people that are really living a life where they're like so passionate and inspired and lit yes. up and alive, um, yeah. you know? And then I'm sure that there are people, you know, that get to u- meet people like you and me and they're like, oh man, mm-hmm. yeah, I wanna spend more time with this person too. And so like, we all do that for each other. And then yes, just like a wildfire <laughs> <laughs> with sneaky. It goes with sneaky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw back to like Vine <laughs> YouTube showing our millennial ages. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is amazing. Welcome to okay. our podcast. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> so I want to ask you what inspires you and motivates you to live a life fully alive? So I feel like one is what we were just talking about, this idea of seeing everybody else live a life life that is lit up. Um, you know, I, I realized a long time ago, like, I, I can't convince anybody of anything. I can't change their beliefs. I can't change their values. And it's not my place to do that anyway. I would never want to, but I can always inspire by choosing my way of living life. And, and it does set me apart, you know, like the way that anybody lives their lives, once they're conscious of it, once they are very actively choosing that immediately shifts them out of this, whatever program world (laughs) that we're in, like it (laughs) separates you as soon as you start choosing the way that you want to live your life. And I, I love knowing that I get to actually choose a way that can be inspiring to other people. You know, like I could go live up on a hill in a 
cave and never see anybody and find joy somewhere else. But like, to me, that's so not what it's all about for me personally, to each his own big time. But I love people. (laughs) I love being around people. And I love knowing that my actions have a ripple effect. So it does like, I'm inspired to live a life fully alive for myself and also for the benefit of others. This goes back to like what you were saying about always being about other people. And that has been my MO for ever. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I still love other people and I want to serve them. And I do feel a deep, um, like a deep desire, I guess, to really see healing happen and heal and, um, like I, I really desperately want to see people actually live this life fully alive. Like not just like robots. We're not just here to pass the time and pass the days. Like all we have is right now and all we have is right now. Like that's really all that there is. So like, what are you choosing to do with your right now? Tomorrow is not guaranteed. This afternoon's not guaranteed, you know? Like all we have is this particular moment. And so how can we choose to live in a way that's actually meaningful? I totally lost my train of thought, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, yes, yes. And I was going to say like, so I'm in the process of uh, reading a book by one of my favorite authors and you spoke exactly to the section that I'm reading right now, which is all about having choice. And Mm. once you realize that you have a choice that you get to decide whether to play the hero or the victim or the villain, um, you know, or, or maybe for a season, you're a guide, or maybe you're both at the same time, like a Mm -hmm. hero and a guide at the same time to different people. Um, But once you start to realize that you have the power to choose, your life Mm -hmm. can completely shift because then you're taking ownership. Then you have the responsibility of making a decision. And he talks, this author talks about Viktor Frankl. And Mm. Viktor Frankl, you know, back during the Holocaust was working with, um, you know, individuals who were suicidal. um, And he was put on the mission to make sure that they did not follow through with committing suicide. And once that mind shift change happened, when, when, you know, people started to realize that they had, um, you know, they had the power to, to take control of the things that they could control, even yeah. though there were so many things outside of their control. Um, mm-hmm. And I forget the word he, he used to describe that, but, you know, basically having control, like their whole, they started to realize yeah. that they had more purpose and meaning in their lives and they, they desired mm-hmm. to live and they decided to live lit up or, you know, fully alive in those things that they did have a choice in. Yes. Yeah. Which is freaking powerful when you think about it, because we are not in the Holocaust right now. We're not, well, most of us are not living in a super oppressive state of being. And yet Mm -hmm. we're still operating that way until we make that choice. Yeah. Which is pretty freaking powerful. Yeah. So speaking to the ability to choose um, and then the things inside and outside of our control. What sort of challenges um, have you experienced over your time of having a choice and wanting to live a life fully lit up? Uh, like yeah. what have you faced? Um... I, I think this actually goes back to like what I was just talking about with 
my heart for service and like always putting others first and everything. When I first started making this choice that I wanted to live fully alive, it felt incredibly selfish. And I had to do a lot of unpacking around that. Like, is there really something wrong with being selfish and choosing a life that is going to light me up? Because what if when I am lit up, others will also get to be lit up? Is that ultimately serving other people Mm -hmm. and like overcoming that mindset around this idea of like, but if I'm, if I'm serving myself, then I'm not serving others. That's not true. But if I'm serving myself, then I can better serve other people. Yes. And come on that. (laughs) Come on. Like, girl, this, that one was so freaking hard for me to overcome. Just like my, my whole background in serving other people. And like, I, I always viewed myself as less than I wanted to be behind the scenes. I wanted to, you know, like help put others up on a pedestal. I, for the longest time, like wanted to live among the poorest of the poor. And somebody told me just a couple of years ago, there's this whole big quote around it. And I can't even remember all this, all the details of it, but it's like, you can't be poor enough to overcome poverty and you can't be or not overcome but like to help the poorest of the poor and you can't be sick enough to heal the sick and you can't like you know it's it's this that was my mindset around the whole thing like if I am poor then somehow that's helping other people because I I couldn't wrap my mind around the idea of abundance that like if I have then somebody else can also have I really always felt like my joy was taking away from somebody else's joy. My peace was taking away from somebody else's peace. My whatever was always taking away from somebody else's and overcoming that silly mindset that can be so, so hard to work through has been like massive. In addition to that, my uh, some of my friends and family had a really hard time seeing me change the way that I was living because I used to be really quiet and obviously behind the scenes. And like, I wouldn't say that I wasn't living a life that was lit up, but I was a little bit nervous to be too bright, you know, because that would take away from somebody else's brightness in my old mindset. Uh huh. <laughs> like truly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But of course I didn't want to be that way. And then all of a sudden you start living in this way with great intention of like, but I, I want to feel fully alive. I want to feel like there's meaning and purpose to every single moment of my day. And people stopped recognizing me. I said, you've changed. Like, why are you being this way all of a sudden? I don't really like this. And like, now I can look back and say, yes, I've changed. Thank goodness. This is the whole purpose. <laughs> like we're here to grow yeah. and change and morph and whatever. But also like, that's really uncomfortable, especially yeah. when it's people who, whose opinion you really value, people who you care deeply about to have them telling you like, what are you doing? This feels a little bit weird. <laughs> like, okay, yes, please have patience with me. I'm figuring this out like as I go, but I know that the direction that I'm walking towards is the direction that is absolutely right for me, living my life completely and fully alive. If we're not doing that, what the heck are we doing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it has opened up a lot of conversations, but that has been hard. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I, yeah, I think similarly that has, it, it's like uh, sandpaper on sandpaper, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, yeah, you know, and, and when it's unexpected, <laughs> that's also, yep. you know, like kind of challenging. Um, totally. But how have you like over time, because I know it's been, you know, years of this journey for you um Mm. and uh I mean I even got to see some of your beginnings of that when we were living and doing life together in Malaga um but how have you seen that uh have an impact in those relationships like have you seen any change or like what is what has happened in your relationship since then yeah um I think that some some relationships have grown deeper, um, which has been amazing to Mm -hmm. experience. Others have just kind of not faded completely, but just like morphed, they've shifted a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then there are the relationships that are just no longer there. And that was really hard for me at first, because I am a very relational person and I'm very, like service oriented and others focused. And so feeling like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm losing friends. And what am I doing wrong? Clearly it's on me. I have done something to destroy, you know, this, this essence of a relationship that I had. Um, And part of navigating that was like asking friends for patience as I'm navigating these waters for myself. Um, And some of it, they just, um, I'm grateful for the service or the, I'm grateful for what that friendship was for that season. And if it is no longer in my present, then I make peace with that. It's easier said than done, but like Mm -hmm. gratitude, I think has been like one of the biggest tools for me as I navigate friendships ebbing and flowing. Cause like, you know, it doesn't have to be this big blow up end of a friendship. Like I can feel such great gratitude for the years that they were part of my life, you know, prior to now. And I can feel gratitude for them as a being, even if whatever, like maybe hurtful words were exchanged or maybe it just stopped being that way. And I used to be really sad about losing friendships like that. But at the same time, it does create space for new relationships and so much other beauty. And I, I would so much rather hold on to the gratitude that I feel for what they were to me then, than the sorrow of not having them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you don't face the challenges, if you never encounter challenges, whether that be Mm -hmm. with relationships or anything else, like you don't change as a human and change is essential, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. oh, Absolutely yeah. essential. Right. If you're not changing, then what are you doing? Just going through the mm-hmm. motions. You're aging. Your body is physically changing. But yeah. Like then what what now? Yeah. So then your right. mind, your actions, yeah. your emotions, right. your mm-hmm. you know. Heart, soul, all the things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That doesn't just stop when you leave school. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Yeah. We don't stop 
changing <laughs> once we graduate from high school or college. Like no. this is no. a lifelong Could you process. imagine? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise we'd just be like perpetually 18 or 22 or whatever. Like, no, thank you. Yikes. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm not. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love, yeah. I, I think I loved both of those years for different reasons, but a uh, mm-hmm. perpetual state of that. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. So my final question for you is if you had any sort of nugget of encouragement or wisdom Mm. um, that you could bring as a light into this room that we are slowly but surely bringing more light to, like what would that nugget of wisdom be? Totally. Um, So one of the biggest game changers for me was realizing that I have that power of choice. Um, And last year, my birthday's in February, and I committed to every single day choosing joy. And I like at the time, it was like a, I was in like a funky situation where I was living in like weird energy and like grumpiness constantly around and everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do an experiment and see what happens Because my old mindset was like, if I'm happy, that's taking away from somebody else's happiness. And there's already a shortage of happiness in this (laughs) situation. So let's see what happens if I just choose to be happy all the time. And it was amazing. I mean, it was like definitely not an overnight change, but that is a practice Mm -hmm. that I have not stopped since. So it's been Mm -hmm. like almost 13 months of choosing joy every single day. And my goodness, I laugh so much more than I have, you know, probably since I was a kid, I am constant, well, not constantly smiling. Let's be real people. This is real life. But like, (laughs) I I certainly smile a lot more. Like I just, I see joy in the small little things now because of that. And so it really can be as simple as giving yourself this experiment of like, what happens if you go one day and you just choose to be joyful or to find something that will bring you joy that day. One thing, that's all it takes. One tiny little thing to see if that thing can bring you joy. And it ends. I mean, just see. I would test it out for like a week, though, maybe a month. Yeah, I mean, they <laughs> say the rest it, of your life. 30, 30 days. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> like, right, right. Go for the, yeah. the long haul right away. Mm-hmm. They say it takes 30 days to form a habit, right? Yeah. And like 30 days or more to break a habit. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's great. Yeah. I just think it's such an easy experiment. Like find one thing that is, that makes you feel lit up or fully alive mm-hmm. and choose to look for that one thing every single day mm-hmm. for a month and see Oof. what happens. Right. Girl. Mm. <laughs> nugget. I like mm-hmm. that nugget. <laughs> <laughs> I, I choose to receive that nugget and I will, there we go. I will go and, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'd like to try that. We can talk about yeah. it in a future episode. I'll, I'll try on yes. that nugget. Yeah. Yes. Oh, awesome. So amazing. Ah, uh, I feel lit up by this conversation right. <laughs> and Spread from hearing from you and, you know, I know yeah. I've heard a bit of your story already before and like have been there for parts of it. Um, Mm -hmm. 
but I, I love hearing you share and just the deep well of wisdom and just experience that you are. And <laughs> I am pretty much you have wisdomous. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nelly Tribbiani. Hey, <laughs> yes. Thank you. If you guys haven't already noticed oh, by boy. now, our episodes are titled very similarly to mm-hmm. um, one of our favorite series. Michaela got me on it when I was in Spain. I had never Bubba. seen oh, my um, gosh. <laughs> Friends before, but turned out to be a really great season of my life to mm-hmm. watch through it. And it just brought us that much closer together. So. Right? It's so good. It's so good. Yes. Uh, this podcast is an homage to Friends. Here it is. <laughs> yes. Okay. Awesome. Oh, thanks guys for tuning in yeah. uh, for Michaela's uh, interview. And uh, we look forward to next week getting to interview one of our very own yes. friends. Special guest. Um, somebody new. Um, we're going to try this out with you. Great. Um, I think that's it. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will see you guys next week. So excited. Yep. We'll see y'all later. Bye. All right. Bye. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to So What Makes You Come Alive. We're so inspired by the conversations we get to have with everyday humans about what lights them up and how to love the story they're living. We hope that you feel just as inspired too. Interested in getting in on the inspiration? Click the link in our Instagram bio at Thrive Fully Alive and select the option for the one about you. Be our guest. Remember to tune in each week for a new episode where we explore what it looks like to get back to living our best story, where we hope that your favorite story becomes your own.